Yo, welcome to the Locker Room Talk with the Horseman of Black Up Lips. Yeah, I got it, guys. The Black Up Lips. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? From next week. You'll never get it right. From next well, week. We're about 36 shows in. Just knock it on the head, man. We'll yeah. say it. <laughs> you say the Horseman off, and then we'll say the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, no, I'm not saying no more. That's it. I'm done. I'm done out here. <laughs> anyway, we'll have a good topic, um, good discussion before. We came online. Off air. Off air, yeah. Um, what was we saying now, man? What was we talking about? It's all about introducing, introducing the topic of a black inventor, um, figure. key figure throughout throughout history that hasn't been kind of celebrated the way yeah, yeah. So we do one a week or something? Yeah, one a week. One person does one a week. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just choose one. We'll throw a topic into the group and then we can all go off and do a bit of reading about that person and, just kind of like, you know, I may mention it next week. So uh, if anyone wants to create a list, then we'll just go down the list, man. Because there's hundreds, hundreds. Unfortunately, you don't, you don't find out about them until you leave school. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's why we're here, man. We're here to educate, man. We're here to educate and relate. We're going to try our best, man. We're going to try our best. I'll tell you the one I want to talk about. Go ahead. Um, so there's one woman that I heard about ages ago, um, Bessie Coleman. I don't know if you remember, this is the woman I've just mentioned. I just tried to find her name. And this woman, um, she was just basically like an inspiration and that. Like, I, I want to do the first, I'll do a section on her hopefully next week or something. But this is all I want, if we can, I want to talk about this woman just briefly. But I was just saying off air that um, this woman, uh, she was born in, in America, I think in the South as well. And oh, she yeah, was, up, yeah. yeah. And she wanted, she, she just wanted to fly from when she was young and everything like that. And she just, she just really wanted to fly. And at the time, it was illegal to become a pilot, a, you know, female pilot in in America, let alone a black female pilot in America. It just wasn't going to happen. And uh, she was inspired by, um, but I think I think might I think it might have been a, a, some kind of flying display or something like this, you know, some, something similar. And she really wanted to become a pilot. And she spoke to somebody. He basically said, look, it'll never happen while you stay in the States because it's not going to happen anytime soon for, for pilots. Um, so that she was told that basically the most, the best place for her to go would be to go to France because there were, you know, it was, it was a place where she could learn and there was black people there, you know, there was a lot of uh, integration there and they don't treat blacks so bad over there. Um, so she went to, to France and she became um, basically the first person from America, female, to get a pilot's license. And then she went back to the States and actually ended up flying in display teams and, and, and stuff like that. And I think she was a test pilot for a time as well. So I, I want to talk about, I want to get some more meat on the bones because I did read her story about a year ago and she was just you, so... You just, you just told us everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I no, know, yeah, like, 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 she, she's a really, really... Like, that's not it, man. This woman went through some next hardships and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. That what You know, when you just tell something without the meat on the bones, that's where you miss the... No, 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 you miss the person. Look, that's what I'm saying. You miss the kind of... The person, like... Like, we're not just the acts that we do anymore. We're people that do these acts, you know, like, you know... You come on here, but why do you come on here? Why do you why do you want to say your piece? Why is it important that people listen to you, or should we just listen to words and should they remain empty and hollow? And this is what I'm saying: like when what people do, it's that's a, that's to me it's a hollow 
um, sentiment unless you know why, what the person's about. I'm about a massive long se- segment. The struggle about two or three minutes mate, well, or mate, something well, where you we'll, get some we'll, 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 on the bones. Well, I was just saying, we all know about the struggle. Let's, let's, I'm just saying, let's keep it. But it's not just the racist positive. thing, bro. It's, it's not the racist thing, and I'm, I'm, I've never been one it's, to... It's she, she, that she's, a woman, that, that's, she's a woman who was born in the you know, 19th century, man. That in itself is woman, black, American, those three things together, man. It's like, well, wow. You born in the South. You rolled the wrong dice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know where to go with that one because um, I think we should have a little bit more detail than what Simon just said. I think that wasn't enough. You know, it's all I just say. Yeah, there's a girl called Bessie Coleman. You should look out, look out for her. That's, that's not enough. You know what I mean? No, of course uh, not. Backstory. I'll prepare something, man. I think when when I prepare something and you know I deliver it, you'll see what I'm saying. And like, it's there's a lot of people. Like I say, there was a meme going around on Facebook not long ago and I looked into it and it was really cool. And I don't know if you remember, uh, there was a guy who was captured in the in the South. By the Confederates, and uh, he managed to break himself free. And he knew all the. I think he was, he was caught by the Navy or something. And he knew all the, uh, all the like passes, like the, the 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 hand gestures that they would make to lookouts on on the coast and everything. So basically, he nicked the ship, and then basically <laughs> used all the all the messages from afar to show them that you know that. So they kept on like letting him sail through, and then he basically freed about a thousand slaves. And then eventually ended up getting free in the north, and ended up um, basically being a successful business person and somebody who was well respected. I think he was a mayor or something. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's his That's a character right there, you know. So like, there's some pretty amazing people we can talk about. Yeah, man. For real, for real. Anyway, how's things? How's everyone going? Anyway, apart from that, we didn't mean to start that. That was just a, what we were talking about before, basically the show. How's everyone doing? Anyway, man. How's everyone coping with? Is it? What's still? Yeah, we're still on lockdown, and we're not kind of we're kind of not on lockdown. Like you guys letting up a little bit? I don't feel like lockdown to me because I'm still working so hard and I'm working long hours and I feel like I'm out on the road more than I'm at home. So like literally lockdown for me, you know, I'm having something to eat and going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Nige, what about you? You're still in lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, man, still on lockdown. Um, To be fair, um, I, I think I'm kind of feeling it. I think I'm kind of feeling it. I, I think I think it's the freedom aspect more than anything else. Because if I'm completely honest, if, if everything was normal, I'd still be sat at home working at home. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of it didn't well, really change too much people. Most people are at home, yeah. and it's most of yeah. us. But uh, I think it's that freedom aspect of being able to just get up and do what I like and, you know, and go for a drink and go for a drink. Go yeah, out go well, like, a drink. I don't, I don't, I don't crave any of it. I don't really crave anything. But I think it's just the fact that I can't really do anything if I wanted to. If that makes sense. No, so, hold on, just one second. Man's got a Heineken in the fridge. One second. <laughs> this guy's going to get a beer. You know, you know. I, the thing is, what I miss, so man, I miss, I miss going to sports. Like, you know, after work, I don't like it because you know I play football and stuff. Uh, soccer for you Americans. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play football and and you know, I miss Scott getting together with the boys and kicking the, the ball around a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. Go to the gym after working out. Yeah, I put on. I swear, yeah, no lie. I was at like 86 kilos in it. And that's, you know, that's pretty you know, modest weight. It's not, not you know, it's, uh, I'm all right. It's good. It's good. What, what's I, that in English? Oh, 96 no, kilos. You know what? I think it's like, is it 40 or 50? It's no way there. Let me check. You're um, fatty, yeah, fatty, man. No. Fatty. no wait, 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 dude. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get it to. Uh, what? 
what do I do? I'm like, hey, I don't even know fat. Oh, so it's like 13, 13 and a half stone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so look, we've been locked down for what? Just all, since my, so just over a month and a half, well, about almost approaching a month and a half. And now yeah. I got, I checked my weight yesterday, no, a couple of days ago. I've put mm-hmm. on almost 10 kilos, man. Yeah, you work that how out. Do you put, how do you put 10 kilos on in six weeks? Because you ain't burning off as much as you was burning off the previously, are you? So and That's, that's the know. thing I think. This workout thing's a scam, man. It's a proper scam. Because when you stay fit... So, like, you, so, so, so what you say? You're 96 kilos now? I'm about 96 kilos. I was... I was you're, at, 50, you're 15 stone? Almost, yeah. yeah. Yes, 15 stone. Man's a shrank. <laughs> Man's a shrank. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. I look good. I look, I I look you, good. You wearing baggy trousers, mate. Dude, you're hiding the shape. The thing is, I got big... I got... I got, like... You know, my family's got oh, big, bones, big bone, bro. Yeah, we got big bones, bones you know, that's it. <laughs> we got big uh-huh. bones. But the thing is, like, I'm wondering how this whole workout thing's a scam. You, 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 you go to the gym every day, working out, looking good, feeling good. And the moment you stop doing stuff, two, you only have to be inside for two months. You put a ten kilos, man. Maybe it's yeah, just muscle. Thing is that, well, that's why the workout is a regular, constant thing, isn't it? Because it's all about energy, isn't it? If you think, if you put um, I'll break it down. Put a liter of water in you, and you only do enough exercise to burn five hundred. Then you you're using less than you put. You know what I mean? You use you you're doing you're putting in more than you're actually using. So mm-hmm. eventually, so when you go to the gym, what you're doing is you're equalizing it out, and sometimes you're having a calorie deficit. So mm-hmm. obviously, what you do in the gym and when you're footballing that, you ain't doing them calories when you're at home. You ain't you ain't doing no two hour three hour workout running around. Changing pace, running, sprinting. You know, I mean, you've got to think when football and stuff is a different kind of exercise to just, you know, stretching out and hopping on one leg and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a different, it's a different type of physical activity. So you're using more of your body, you're burning more energy. You know, and to replicate that at home, unless you've got one of those spin bikes, yeah, nothing. Yeah. So just before, just before I came on this show, like, well, the thing is that would make me obese. Technically, I'd be a obese now for my height. You're fatty, mate. You're fatty, mate. No, fatty. But the thing is, I look, I look pretty good still. I don't, I don't get me wrong. I ain't like, I ain't ninety six kilos of fat, man. Trust me, I'm ninety six kilos of muscle. Just, just to be, like, ah. you know, you know, it's your belly starts coming out a little bit. Like, Hold on, where's my six, my six packs? Yesterday, man. Hey, once, it, once, it, once, once it's gone, it don't come back, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's under that other roll, geezer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's under that one pack that you've grown. <laughs> What's it called? Um, anyway, um, let's get on to our first topic, man. Uh, I want to uh, talk about you guys, you, you guys in the UK. Um, uh, it's stabbing thing, man. Um, what? Went, oh, bloody There's hell, a video went round. I've seen it. Bloody hell, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's get more specific. It's, it's an incident that happened in, in, in Smedic in the West Midlands, which is just basically for anyone listening outside of the... But is that region, exclusive to Smedic, though? Is yeah, it? but I'm sorry, it's not exclusive, but this, this particular video that you're talking about, just so people know, this video no. is in, in, in Smedic, which is basically... It's more or less Birmingham. It's just, just outside of Birmingham. Um, I was there, basically... <laughs> I was not even hours, moment, just before, not long before. Mm. And the day, no, it was the night before, actually. It was the night before I was there. I went and got my dinner from there. Mm. Oh, was it this? I can't even remember. I was there. I was there. No, no, it was the night before because I was at work when I got the message. And I got the message about five o'clock in the evening. 
and this happened. Did you, know, did, 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 did you know them, Simon? Did you know the uh, No, advice? not at all. Nah, but like somebody shared it to me, which, to be honest, I've said this to a couple of people. I don't think there's much harm in doing that because I'd rather someone share it to me personally than share it in a public forum and that can just. It's like this virus. It went public though, didn't it? I mean, everyone. Well, it did, yeah, isn't going to be long before people share. You know, how people are hungry for attention. Well, yeah, they want to have yeah. something shocking and sen- like, sen- you know, something sensational. That guy was 31, and at, four, at first we were saying like he was in his 20s and that. But I was saying to Caroline, that, that's, a, that's a big man. What's he doing out on road anyway? Um, they said he was 20, didn't they? Yeah, he's 31. Got a kid. Got a daughter, um, a couple of brothers and sisters. The guy who got stabbed. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, the guy who got stabbed. Yeah, so, he's dead. Is he died? He died, didn't he? Yeah, yeah dead before, dead, dead, before they took him to the um, hospital, man. So yeah, it's just craziness, man. I just, I just think to myself, man, you know what? These guys don't know the struggle, man. I want to know what the went through. Sorry, I want to know the. Get. I want to know the honor of stabbing somebody. Yeah. I want to know what. I want to know what it is. There ain't no honor. What encourages All people to is, think I'm going to stab hey, a man? I tell you what it is. It's because they're cowards. Because I, I don't even think it's that. It's it's. I think it's. it's pr- I think it's something to do with pride and ego and to rope walk. Definitely around. ego and pride both together. And these are the two things that you know. I will tell you what now. Like I don't know the skin, the person is who done it. And to be honest, that's not important. It's the mindset of. It's got to be a young person in my head. You know, like I was okay, saying, I saying that I don't. I don't fear a man in his thirties or forties because he's got that sort of reflection that's sort of grown into them and that you know yeah. they, they reflect on the situation a 14 year old who was charged for stabbing another guy two guys in in sutton on the same day and that was a frenzied attack and now i've seen that video as well and that looks a, a, that actually looked like a lot more aggressive i think the one kid was critical and one kid was a bit better off um but this guy was 14 who was stabbing and these kids like if i was going to get held up by, with a knife by a 14 year old he can have whatever he wants he can have whatever he wants i'll say that honestly now like, you take my car you can take my keys you can do anything you want you know what because i ain't arguing with a 14 year old who ain't got the common sense to think before he just jokes you up for what he wants yeah yeah you know what i mean 30 year old ain't gonna do that in most cases and that you know what i mean like that that guy i don't know the situation I really don't know. I don't know if there was something. There was an argument before. If it happened, I think. Even that's if there was, why would you want to take out a knife and, stab, and, and risk your whole life? But, but half the time, and this is my point, and it like half the time it doesn't even take that. It doesn't take an incident. Like the incident mm. is the stabbing. If you know what I mean, like it'd be like, Yo, what are you looking at, bro? Say again. What did you say? Yo, call me up. Bam, and that's it. Man's dead. Like, there hasn't yeah. even been a conversation. There hasn't even been more than six words said between them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that, like, that guy lost his life. If anyone saw the video, and I hope that you don't, because I just want it to not go out there anymore. The family's been traumatised enough as it is. But, like, from, from, from without describing the incident, it's, it's a blink of an eye, and then yeah. the guy don't realise, and then you see, like, a moment where he obviously realises something's happened, and, that, and literally within the next second, he's on his back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and then he's been basically... With, but that him, other guy was going to juke him again. He went to juke him again. Yeah, yeah, he went back to juke him again, yeah. So he was, he was basically aiming to kill... Aiming to end the... Like an execution, basically. He's aiming to end either the guy's that, life. Either that, or this is my last bit on this one, yeah. It's like... And because it's this, this is incident specific. They said, and I've seen from the video, that they say that he was in front of 10 people. Yeah. So now you've got to think now, 
what did I, did a man say something in front of all these people and are you going to make me look like a dick in front of these people? You know what I mean? Was it a, something like that? So, because for a man to was he stab someone in broad daylight, bro, broad no. daylight at half past four in a busy, outside a busy shopping place, yeah, where there's bare people around and these people, there's 10 people literally watching the incidents who are literally involved around it, witnessing yeah. it. You've yeah. got to be pretty brazen to do that. No matter, I don't know what kind of hoodies they're making these days, but I don't think they can, you know, stop. I don't know how he can get caught at the time. Okay. Has he been caught now, the guy? I don't think so. I'm, He'll get caught. There was an incident in Swabic yesterday. A police called us in the street, but we haven't yes, actually Yes, I was said. there. I went past it. It was me who went past it. I went past and it was like, um, it was at the bottom of Holly Lane. At the bottom of Holly Lane, for anyone who knows it, not far from, just if you go a bit further down, you're going to be by where the ATS is, by, by uh, Gorton Bridge. But it's, it's literally a couple of roads from Gorton Bridge and from the bottom end of Smevy Kai Street. But basically, I got down there and I, I, was, I was just going out for a bit. I got down to the bottom of the road and then there's a police cordon in front of me. So I thought, all right, then I'll turn right. But as I got down there yeah. to turn right or left, all cordoned off. As I went to turn around and had to do a three-point turn, nearly hitting the cone, I might add, yeah, I've seen loads of officers in tactical positions wearing the black, like, armed stuff. And they're... they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're arrested, um, they arrested eight people. Yeah. So far. Okay. Uh, the people that arrested are in their 20s. He was, like, 31. Mm -hmm. But then, like I say, what, what's he doing that anyway if he's got, he's got kids and... Just behind the point, besides the point, he could have went to the shop, could have went to get some chips or something. Yeah, it's yeah. in the daytime, you know what I mean? People like, go out. Yeah, yeah. He might have been going for a jog. He could have been going for a jog. No, he wasn't going out for no bloody jog. He was with, he was with people, man. He wasn't there on his jack jog because there was people standing around him when he was all... when he Basically, he looked like he was going to start scrapping. And this guy, this, this coward, that's what I'm going to call him, he's a coward, for, oh, I can't fight you, so let me do something else instead. And that, that's what happened. Well, then you have to ask yourself, how come nobody else then, you know, these so-called friends who you was with, none of them made the move to say, well, why? You know what I mean? It's like... I would tell a guy, if I saw what, if I knew any, like, say, for example, me and you and a couple of friends were outside, and I knew you had a knife and you was about to stab someone, I'd be like, hey, no, what are you doing, man? Don't stab him. You're stupid. I would just... Hey, the thing is... The thing is if I went out with someone who knew about a knife, I wouldn't be going out with them. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But you never know, though, man. Never again. Never. Like, there isn't a friend. Like, me and Wayne have been friends for... 30, like 20 odd years and if he took out a knife and we, I knew before he went out and he said he's taking this knife out I'd be like bro if that comes out I don't it'd be like that simple like there's not you don't know what situation you're going to end up if I got smashed in my nose and I'm bleeding on the floor like with that anger or whatever if you still got it in you if you've got a knife on you then you are going to go and juke somebody you're not even thinking yeah, straight it's, by it's, the time it's the easy, guy's it's easy, yes, I mean it's easy to pull it out and use it that's the thing and they say if you yeah, that's what they say when you when you take a weapon out, you better be ready to use it. Cause like the thing is, I can only I can only imagine that the, the thing is he's got people who are after him, this guy, this youth, whoever he is, he's he's, he's thinking oh, something. Yeah, I gotta be I ready. I gotta be ready for whenever the, the attack comes from whoever, the the rival gang, whatever reason. And for some reason he's got I can't imagine this one guy here was part of any rival gang. This was a just a standby, an instant innocent bystander. That was all he was. I end up getting stabbed and killed. Someone's father, wife. Just, I reckon it's literally something as stupid as you look at the guy wrong, or maybe two geezers. I don't. I don't want to say it's in, you know if it is anything like this, but if it was, say maybe two geezers are trying to shot from the same spot or something. You know what I mean? Because there, there are people in that location. 
and I don't know Trust who's us. doing it. But there was literally people who literally just hung around that that estate. You know what I mean? And they were there all day, every day. They'll just come up to you. If you there'll just be somebody hanging around and you'd be like, bro, do you want to buy a board? Do you want to buy a board? Well, some, somebody else got stabbed um, there. Um, the, the soldier, the army soldier. Yeah, that soldier, yeah. Pompey Is son. this Sawyer's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the guy? Was yeah. the guy named Mr. Gallagher? Carl Gallagher, that's the guy. Who... Yeah, I was one of yesterday, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, man. Madness, um... man. Madness. Life that's, is cheap. You know, actually, that, that's a good way. That's a good way to go into my next topic, which is something I really want to talk about. Um, narcissist. Narcissism. You know, I still can't work out what one of these is. There's so many questions I'll, I'll, about narcissism. Yeah, that's the thing. On, on, on and stuff like that. You know, the thing is, I was talking to my wife the other day and I was going through something called, something called gaslighting too. She's got gaslighting and narcissism and man yeah, tears. Yeah. Um, so I was talking man to what? Man what? At man tears. I'm going to go through some definitions so you guys can kind of get an overview of what they mean. Okay. Uh, basically, I, I was reading something about gaslighting. I was thinking to myself, you know what? Now, I, I looked at this list and I said, you know, what? I'm going to ask my wife. I'm going to ask my wife. So I started asking my wife. Well, what? Huh? And that just the other word for bullshitting, gaslighting. Wait, I'll That's give you a definition. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to try and uh, thingy. I'm going to try and give you a de- I'm going to give you de- definitions in a minute. So basically, I was asking my wife, and I went through these eleven questions, and I was asking my wife, so like, basically, do you, do I do this? Do I do this? Do, she was like, pretty much yes. So all in the one, I was thinking to myself, bloody hell, I might be a narcissist, and I might be uh, demonstrating gaslighting tendencies. You know, like. This is um okay. So gaslighting is a form of uh, psychological manipulation in which a person or group convert these soul seeds of doubt in a targeted individual, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. Often invoking them cognitive, cognitive dissonance, cognitive, cognitive dissonance, and other changes such as low self-esteem. Now, like I'm, I'm guilty, dude. I'm guilty as charged. I've done this to my wife, not knowingly. And I, and I said to my wife, I said, I'm sorry if I do this to you. And I'm, you know, I'm really reflecting on it now because if I realize I'm doing this to you without actually realizing, I don't want to. It's not, you know, and then I was trying to go back from um, history and think to myself, I'll probably learn this somewhere from somebody. And I remember I probably would have had to adopt that in previous relationships in order to survive in the relationship. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, how much of, how much of we, how much are we aware that we actually demonstrate these behaviors like let me give you um what narcissism is it's really like like i was really shocked i was thinking man okay i'm not a full narcissist but I'm, i have <laughs> tendencies that's Narciss- much like nazi to me compassion an elevated sense of self yeah okay let me let me give you this a uh, quick a quick um signs and symptoms of a narcissistic personality disorder okay um, excuse me i'm just getting that to load up uh, but I was really shocked. Where's this, where's this list? Where's this list? Wait, now, let me go back. You're not going to see it. I just had a list in front of me. And now it's gone. Okay. Um, okay, grandiose. Grandiose. Sense of self-importance. Lives in a fantasy world that supports their illusion or grandeur. Yeah. Needs constant praise and admiration. Like me, I know I'm like that, man. I I, I, I don't know. I am like that, man. I, like, I'm like, no, man, I don't want to be like that, but I am. Sense of entitlement, to some extent. Exploits others without guilt or shame, to an extent. Guilty. <laughs> Frequently demeans, intimidates, bullies, or belittles others. I don't do that. That I don't do. You know, so these are just a couple of stuff that 
are uh, associated with being narcissistic. And I think do you most know of you us... Don't hit, do you know where you don't hit the scale, bro? And this is what you, you, you did well then because you said narcissism or narcissistic tendencies, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> narcissistic tendencies, I think, exist to an extent in all of us, isn't it? Yeah. I really, really believe that. So that's what I think that you have. You have some narcissistic tendencies. I'm pretty much your best friend. I can vouch for a lot of that. You know yeah. what I mean? But what you do have, you should do have empathy and if you're a narcissist you're the most reflective narcissist ever yeah well that's it the thing with a narcissist is they literally have no like no call for compassion and that they don't need compassion so the fact that you know your wife tells you that yeah you do these things the fact that you think oh my god i need to check myself i need to reflect on this yeah it's just always like taking you out of just classic narcissistic traits because your <laughs> your straight defense would be normal no, no normal position if you're a narcissist but it, to try and then would be to try and either belittle her or just get ultra defensive and prove your point until she submits you know because you have to have this you have to have the upper hand you can't allow your wife to say something about you now that looks bad on you because that can't you know that doesn't keep you at a state where you're now above her yeah but i believe i've done i could i can Honestly, say I've done this. I know I've done this. Oh, yeah, we all have. We all have the, that's what I'm saying. It's the dis- difference between having narcissistic tendencies and being a narcissist. Mm. And the difference between the two is that there's a big personality between the two. There's a lot of you that isn't that person. Whereas a narcissist, a true narcissist, and I'm sure we can think of one um, very stack like um, ourselves. <laughs> um, <would> be, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic, isn't it, bro? That's that classic, was a stab. Man. That was a stab, uh, man. <laughs> Yeah, but like where some people literally have a, 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 this literal, this entitlement that it says, you know, this this sense of entitlement. You owe me a living. You owe me everything. So, and if I'm belittling you, making you feel small, and and basically costing you everything, that's absolutely fine, because that's for me. But if you so much as like you know slip up one tiny little bit, you know, then you, I must come down on you like 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 thunder and hail. You know, like I have to make sure you're aware of all of your faults and then some and that'll be a narcissist so do do, do so is narcissism is it more prevalent in men yeah i think and especially um Afri- um black people too right i'll stop you there then so basically what it reflects is the way that men used to be brought up because yeah. if you think about it, men were brought up to belittle women. Men were brought up thinking they were superior. Some men still practice it that if they have a girl child, it is worth less than if they have a boy child. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that was indoctrinated within man for the last millennia. And it's only now, because narcissism or whatever the word is, when I, I keep reading about it, I read it, I think, well, that, that to me just sounds like some twat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone, someone who's been a bit of a twat. Now, you can be a twat whenever you want. You can be a twat all the time or a twat some of the time. Mm. That makes sense. So yeah. you've just got some people who want to be twats all of the time. And yeah, the empathy in that, I can definitely say, yeah, there's people like that who just don't give a monkey's tits and you think, shit, man, I have you got to do life. But um, it reflects how men, and because if you're saying that it's 99% men who are not narcissists and no narcissism tendencies, it reflects how men were brought up. Don't forget, guys, it was only 30 years ago that we were taught but women, women were supposed to be in the kitchen mm. and we were supposed to go out to work. You know what I mean? It was only 60 years ago, but you know what I mean? Your women, if you, if you feel ready, when, you got back from, when, when you got back from the pub, if your food wasn't ready, you could just give your woman a quick slap. The police would come around and say, oh, just a domestic, sir. No problem. Keep her in check. 
you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it, it just reflects the way that man has designed the world to suit him having control, especially if you said, you know, 99% narcissism tendencies are men. That, that's how I see it anyway. But people can choose to be a twat or not be a twat. I think is, is it important that we somehow shine a light on this sort of behaviour though, that people start becoming more reflective about things? Because I think, like I said, with me, I didn't realise that I had, you know, okay, I'm not, not full-blown narcissist, but I do have a lot of the tendencies, which I, I probably I think, learned or I picked think, up along the way. I, I, I think the tendencies come from a situation you're in. So, I don't know, let's say you're feeling a little bit frustrated, <laughs> things aren't going your own way at home, or you ain't getting what you want, then at that moment in time, you, you can decide to either use your words, which words are power, mm. to either manipulate the situation to suit yourself, or you can just say, ah, blah, oh, just blah, it's one of those. So yeah. I, I think what you've got to remember is as people, we can all switch off, switch on and switch off different parts of our personality. Good and point. That is. How, and, and how we deal with things. So I think every yeah. single male will have those qualities anyway. And some women, I'm pretty positive that there's women who, you know, I'm sure, mate, if you think about it, if you think about what we see now on Instagram and that all the falsity um, and when you go out and how some people do carry on, you could mm-hmm. say that there's some women who have narcissists. Narciss- yeah, sure, and, but just as well. Because of the way, you know, sense of self-entitlement, I've got to have it all. You know, I'm sure you've been out with a diva before who's like, right, it's all about me, what do you mean? You know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Stack like diva. Well, I've got an example of that. You yeah. got, there's a lot of people, and I can think of so many of them, and there's one who's, who's quite active online now. Um, yeah. Is always cussing down men left, right, and centre, and that. And right. I always think, you know, you want this perfect man. You want this man who's going to take care of you. And I hear, all, I see all these things about men being chivalrous and men being kind and men being. What happened to the good old days when you buy, you sweep you off your feet and buy your roses and do this and oh, do oh, that? How old is she, man? Ninety. <laughs> no, no, I mean like Yenny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they always <laughs> talk about that and don't get me wrong. Them things is great. Like when my gran and granddad used to talk about. Um, the, the, the way it was, it was, it was absolutely, it was, it was nice back then. But you know, who always seems to put these posts up and that, yeah. It's the women mm-hmm. who have not got their shit together one little oh, bit. But they yeah, want their man yeah, to yeah. have his shit in, he best have a oh, job, he best is, have a nice car, he best have money. It's because they're blaming their lives on the choices they've made. So it's like, you know, if they've come out of a relationship where they've been slapped about and that, and they're, they're hating on men, and saying that you know the next man's got to be this, got to be that. They're comparing it to the to the to the um, the history that they've already lived. Yeah. You know Why I mean? can they so, be an absolute mess demanding the perfect man? Why is the it they, is, they, they can well, have no well, job. Well, they can be walkless. They, they, they can be lazy. Just sit at home, body doing nothing. There is your sense of there is that sense of narcissism, sense of yeah, sense of entitlement. You know they got. Lemonade lifestyle, but they want they want they got lemonade money, but they want the champagne lifestyle. They want somebody else to provide the champagne. So, you know, but um, yeah, man, it's um, like I say, I, I just quote, quote, is it Quora? They're always asking questions about narcissistic tendencies yeah, yeah. and when can you tell when someone's narcissistic? And you think, wow, they've actually put people's moods into a box. Yeah. <laughs> it actually says right. You know, it's, it's, you know, what's that one they call it? Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's a serious thing, but obviously you've got bipolar. You know, back in the day, we used to just call you a moody bastard. 
<laughs> now you've got now, now, now you've got bipolar. Oh fucking hell! You know this guy used to be vexed all the time. Oh, he's got bipolar now. Oh, is that why he's always vexed? No man, he's uh, just always vexed. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, I, if we're quick to put a label on a state of mind and a state of being, um, when that might just be someone's reality at that moment in time. Um, but hey, what do I know? I ain't no psychologist. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say something quite bold. I reckon now. And I don't want to get oh. no hate mail come through, but like, I'm, it's just been. I'll give you the best Yeah, you know, it's just been on my mind like for a long time, and it just ties into what you're saying now, really. Uh-huh. Like, look, we know now that there's a lot more understanding when it comes to mental health. Like, the the the, the doors have been blown off the hinges with that now. Like, we've got 101 different diagnoses that equates to probably four or five different things, really. You have mad mood swings, you think you're different people, you're angry all the time, you're depressed all the time, you're anxious all the time and scared. That's where I would put it into probably them five boxes or six boxes or whatever. And that's not to be dismissive of anyone. This is about a bit of willful ignorance. I know kind of, if I dig deeper, I kind of know what's down the rabbit hole if you without being ignorant. Yeah, 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 of course. That's just my personal opinion on it. But this is my... Per, again, personal, this isn't the, the horseman's opinion, this is my independent and my own. I think now we've got to the state where we need to start addressing this whole um, uh, mental health thing, not in a dismissive way, like to say, look, people, you know, let's just rubbish it all off again. I don't want to say that, but I think we need to start looking at the impact now of oversensitizing to mental health. So, what I'm saying now is, just, like Nigel was alluding to, He's back in the day, he's like, people go, oh yeah, that's mad Gary, or, you know, he's pissed off half the time, and he's, you know, he's all right most of the time, but, you know, when he gets pissed off, he's, he's a nutter, you know, <laughs> or they would say stuff like that, yeah, or they would yeah. say, like, I'm fucking depressing, but, like, and, like, we would say, you know, you don't want to tell don't someone... Don't get me wrong, depression, I understand that depression yeah, is an illness, this is, this, I, I do yeah. understand that, but then, yeah. someone who's, who's feeling peed off today, they can't then turn around and say, oh, it's because I've got bipolar, because, to me, you just be in the moody fucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know. You know, I've never had it, and maybe I do have it. I do have days where I can't raise my game. What well, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. go and seek a diagnosis for that. I, I just yeah. look at myself and say, right, today is just not my day. Today, you know, I'm just not on four. I wouldn't. Kind of... I, I think that's the toolbox, and this is what I was going to say. Like, this is what I wanted to get to. Like, I'm not dismissing any of these conditions as real or not real, and everything. I'm saying, like, back in the day, I think some of the harshness that we had towards it in terms of like to tell people come on man kick on in in a certain sense with certain conditions is best like it's it's not best but it should be part of the encouragement if you want to try and part of it. it's, it's part, it's part I mean? of the healing it's part of the healing isn't it exactly Let's be honest guys this this isolation where people can't you know can't touch speak whatever this is the this is this is this is prison on a grander scale isn't yeah. it so you know I, I was speaking to someone today who's just gone through some depression and it came from nowhere, and, and you know, for the last two years, she's she's beaten it, but it, it just took her, took her, took her off the, took her off the path. Took me for two years, and this is yeah. why I say I don't say it from a position of ignorance and that people, yeah. like, you know, Wayne, Wayne saw what I went through, and he saw, listen, like, you know, he was getting calls from other friends and were worried about me, and also, I mean, I was I was in a mess, but the whole point is like, look, like that, I knew. There was a reason behind that. So, and I've, I've also had the, the hopeless depression where you don't know what the hell's going on. And that is yeah. the worst. You can't get rid of it. I'm not dismissing any of these things. I swear to God, I'm really not. So anyone who's got depression, I'm not trying to belittle what you got. What I'm trying to say is that back in the day, I really think we saw less 
what we would call depression and mental illness illness problems not because it was undiagnosed but because the actual diagnosis was to motivate and that motivation in itself you know it's like when you do exercise when you go for a run like let me just finish this like say you'd say you'd say like you go for a run or do this or you get them to mingle like you drag somebody who did not want to go to a party to a party you know what i mean and get them drunk and you just do it you know and it was it was just a different time i think now what we do we got okay then you're ill you are you saying you got mental illness so you can't raise yourself you can't do this you can't do that i'll tell you what then the answer is i'll give you i don't know 800 quid a month and we'll see you next six months and that and come back and tell me you depressed again and you can and, go back and, home. And, oh and have this medication while you're at it <laughs> yeah and you create a, a bunch of medicated hermits and it's not going to mm. be good because these people have got potential i'm not saying it in a dismissive way these people have got potential but unless you're going to do the aftercare bit as well and you're going to try and do them but what you're going what are you interested in what you what you want to challenge yourself something physical right? and we're going to send you to rock climbing we're going to do this we're going to put you you know in, instead of just putting them in groups to talk about it which can help some people some people have got anxiety is scared to go to these things because the group's there you know so even though it's a group help thing like the fact that it's a group is the problem you know so like it's it's, it's not a one size fits all but i think like with mental health we've under invested in the mental health services so we're not got real innovative like sort of ways uh, to it's, deal it's, with it's, 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 you need infinite funding for mental health mate the, the, even now the discussion it should be a priority discussion the balls we can, you know, you know, like a, I was reading the other day. I know that we don't fire these a lot, but this is what I'm talking about. Like, we say we can't fund, like successive governments. I'm not saying Labour or Conservative. I'm saying successive governments have continually, and not just in this country, in America and everywhere else, have underfunded mental health. Like it's just something that is just, you know, it's it's, it's just going to go away, or the people who have got it should just be condemned or something. But when we talk about what they will spend money on. I was just I was just interested the other day watching a um uh, um a documentary and it was showing you know the Tommy is it a Tommy gun the milligun minigun mm. the fastest firing gun and yeah. it fires something silly like four thousand six hundred mm. rounds in a minute yeah? yeah and it says how much does it cost to empty a clip on a minigun and I never really thought about it but do you know how big these seven six two sort of shells are they're massive you know the normal guns they're yeah. they're they're, they're, shells. they're huge they they are big so what would you cut think what it costs to empty one of these things. £10,000? Probably more than that. If You can check if you want, Wayne, but if I'm off, 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 uh, if I can remember correctly, it was about 230 How much? To empty a chamber? To empty a chamber of one, and one of them miniguns, yeah. How much? Sorry, is there? I missed that, I missed that. You dropped. So it's set, can you set, type in, uh, Wait, I'm, gonna, it, I'm gonna say Gatling gun rounds. Whether it's, it's a mini gun. Yeah, it's the same word. The fastest mini gun. The thing is, though, the thing is, I'm looking. I'm looking at the price of ammo. So even at four thousand rounds, a pound, a pound a bullet. A bullet was eight hundred quid. One bullet. One bullet was eight hundred dollars. Yeah. They're these big. What? Imagine now, they're about seven inches long, six, seven inches long. This one bullet. Bloody hell. It would cost you for one minute to, to shoot one of these for one minute, it would cost you 800 bucks. 800 dollars. That's, uh, That's not what I read. Yeah, the hold specific on. One. It's the fastest. But anyway, my point was I'm going to miss the point here. The whole point is like, look, we can underfund mental health here, yeah? but when we talk about the cost of war, it's in the, the high billions, 
Now, we know what happens afterwards. We teeth the oil and we go and give contractors money to go and clean up the places we've just bombed. So technically, our governments make money. But, but, but we can fund war. We can always fund something in a time of an emergency. But when it comes to mental health or the, the, literally the things that hold society up, we keep on just taking money out of it and going, it's like Jenga. It's like Jenga. Let's see when the, when the tower falls. Mm. It's, um, it's, it, the thing is with, with, I was speaking to somebody about this today, actually. It's the very same thing. Um, you know, certain countries are held up in the world as uh, in, inverted common superpowers because of their military spending. Um, and that's how, that's the yardstick. Oh, they spent a trillion pounds on their weapons and this and that. So they've got the best army. You know, it, it's it's um, it's school school ground stuff, isn't it? My shoes are better than your shoes. Mm. My football's brighter than you. And, and the thing is, it's played out. And, and the, the, the thing what kind of annoys me is it's played out right at the very top level. You know how we 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 have kids, we try and nurture them, bring them into a world. We tell them good and right and right and wrong and all these things. But then, and everything that we try and teach them is is contradicted right at the very top of society mm-hmm. yeah. right at the very top so you know we, we look at gangs now and say yeah man these boys are all getting killed is it any different to what's going on in palestine yeah. you know where you've got a, a gang which is a military is a big gang and it who are saying come out of our land also we're gonna you know do this do that is that any different to, is that any different to a gang you know everything that you see played out in real life is played out from the very top and filters down Absolutely everything, you know what I mean? Um, divorce, I'll give you that as that's a wicked example because up until, what, 20 years ago, you know, divorce, people, you know, would work at a marriage, marriage was a sacred thing, there's none of this kind of get married for a week bollocks. And then when they started to see that, oh, you know, these celebs, man, they're getting married for a week and, oh, this, this one here is having, he's having an affair, and he's, you know what I mean? That started to filter into society. Anything that's playing out now is only what people are seeing. You don't mm. know what people are seeing at the very top. Look at how they behave in Parliament and then they have the cheat to arrest people for having a, a fight on Broad Street. <laughs> but if you look at them in Parliament, is that any different? You know, it's... <laughs> it's, it's yeah. They call it so, civilised behaviour. They call it, it civilised behaviour or debating. But hold on no. a second, you're still, you're still cussing the man. You know no. what I mean? Or whatever, whatever. But yeah, money, the military and war and bombs and all that, they'll always spend more money on that than anything else I don't know why because for some reason if we've got more missiles than we if we've got more missiles than you then we're tougher than you and not only that you know people always seem to forget like the money just like I say when we were just talking about the price of the bullets and that it's literally the the price of arms is ridiculous you know you talk about the sale of one jet and you look at the the money yeah oil if you think about the way markets are built so there's a whole market built on war. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it's unprofitable for them to say, I'll tell you what, from now on, we're all going to get, let's all hold hands and sing, come by our, my lord. Come, you know I mean, it ain't going to happen because war is money. You know, if, if, tomorrow, if, if tomorrow, every single country that was fighting or whatever, that says, right, that's it now, this COVID virus, forget it, we're all going to come together. Mate, there's big companies in America that would go bump overnight. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why they're never gonna. That's why they're never gonna stop selling guns in America because it's a whole economy. It's a whole economy. Jobs, money, profits, capitalism at its, at its very best. You know, you know what? 
I'm just think, I'm, I'm just looking at the price of these jets. This is an F thirty five. America's ordered a few. Um, um, $79 million. Now think about it. A jet is like a car, isn't it? So it needs maintenance, needs repairs, yeah. needs services, yeah. needs, you know, yeah. needs guns to go in there, bullets. So it's just a, uh, what do you call it? It's like, um, it's not an, um, it's one of these things that loses money. So yeah. Liability depreciation. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's all. So you're spending yeah, yeah. $79 you can't, million on it. You can't, you can't say it unto like, Joel, the pilot who wants to fly to France for the weekend. If he's yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you're probably right. By the time that Jets lived his life, it's probably been a couple of, probably a hundred plus million. So you've paid for it. Mate, once he's it. got a couple of, one missile, if you look at one, what one, you know, a typical missile on one of them things that costs it, would be in the millions for one. <laughs> Remember, these are lazy, guided, precision. These ain't no mess around things. You know, they don't make war on the cheap. It's not deliberately meant to be cheap. You know, these. this is what I'm saying. A lot of people forget that in war, it's a lot to do with, like Nigel was suggesting, like, it's the money behind it. Where's the money? It, the, the money isn't the army rolling down. The army don't get paid big money for rolling down and shooting people. No. So who gets paid a lot of money? Well, it's these no. weapons contractors. These defense private companies, these defense, defense contractors that make these weapons and these guided systems and these all the components for these things, that is worth like it's worth trillions. We're not talking billions, we're talking trillions. America alone last year basically doubled, uh, well, or put on an extra, I think it was 112 bi uh, billion into their um, weapons budget, which was already over 100 or 200 uh, billion or something, which alone to do, to do what before they upgraded they <laughs> some tried to say he had a crumbling army he didn't he had the most advanced army in the world but what they wanted to do is they wanted to because there's a lot of money in weapons and i'm, I'm not going to get into it i say it's trump and corruption and everything but in general before trump did this extra budget this year they was already outspending the next nine countries or below them or the next 19 countries or whatever it was below them together you know, every yeah, country. Yeah, they can't give their, their citizens healthcare. Yeah. No, no, they couldn't give them That's healthcare. That's where all the money goes. But, That's where all the money goes. But, but, but ask, the, ask the citizens to choose between healthcare and the gun, and what would they choose? The gun? Exactly. And that's what's wrong with America. In America, you live by the gun. <laughs> I'd get the gun and demand some healthcare. <laughs> that's what they're well, supposed to yeah. do. Yeah, you're right. One of these bullets costs a million. So, and they can hold four. So each each plane has four bullets in there. A bullet, missile. Sorry, missiles or something, yeah. A big bullet. A, a missile, bullets, just the same thing, man. It's just, it kills people. One just kills more. Another bullet. <laughs> yeah, the difference between a missile, if the, if the target moves around the bullet, I mean, the missile, uh, the missile will follow it, the bullet won't. It'll keep on its original path. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy, man. Crazy All I know is, like, like I said, I think that one, that one's basically, yeah. Well, well. Should we it's name it's going to be a hundred. I bet you by the time it's kitted out, it's going to be hundred and thirty million on the, yeah. on the time. Oh, I don't know. to start with that. I maybe, think, not, yeah. not maybe 120, 110 million on the target market. Then you're going to look at fuel, which isn't normal fuel. You know, this is like really highly, highly um, refined. What's it called with this kerosene? Uh, it's kerosene. What's it called? Kerosene. 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 I don't know if it's kerosene. It's going to. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of fuel it is, but it's going to be jet fuel, obviously, and that's not going to be cheap. You know, we're talking I'll about put that in your car. Tires, the brakes. The Actually, talk about fuel. Hey, talk, talk about fuel, though, man. Fuel's really cheap at the moment. I must say, we're under a, we're under a euro now. We're at ninety five cents. You try yeah, flying a plane at Mac too, but it's not cheap. They're, 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 start, they're, start, they're trying to keep it artificial, artificially high over here, so it's still over a pound. 
Really? It yeah. should be uh, nah. And if you guys, that's robbery, man. Because we're paying like like said, ninety-five cents. We've been robbed for years, mate. There's like seventy-five percent tax on the eighty-five. Eighty-five percent, so there. Eighty-five percent of fuel duty, I think. So something's costing the government. But watch, watch them prices go straight back up, man. As soon as they say, oh yeah, so the thing is, you know, actually, I looked into this a little bit. You know, when the prices, like when the price of oil goes down, a barrel of oil, when it goes down. The price takes a bit longer to reflect to filter, that. To, to filter through, yeah. But when the price goes up, immediately... put it up straight away. put it up straight away, yeah. So does, it's a bit unfair, you know? Like, like we're basically... Look, how long has the, the, the fight been going on between Russia and Saudi Arabia about how many oils the, or barrels of oils they're allowed to produce? Oh, it's going on for months just... before Christmas. And we're only seeing now, like, you know, the price is going, now. oh, man, it's nice, yo. But trust me, next week, like I think Trump announced it a couple of uh, days or weeks ago, he was like, "Yeah, we finally struck a deal," and Saudis and Russian have decided to do hey, one. It's too late. It's too, it's too late. Because what I remember is there's no demand for oil right now. So yeah, that's the moment, why the price is going down. They're, they're paying people to store oil. Yeah, yeah that's all I heard. They're, they're at the brim. So even if they stop production, obviously the world isn't going to start moving. Even if they, mm-hmm. if, they, if they turn off lockdown tomorrow. It's going to take the world a good six weeks to get back into back into motion. Yeah. But demand, they're not going to have six weeks demand in one go. It's going to be the same demand that they used to have before. So if you think about it, if you're if you're twenty over, but demand's only five a week, it's still only five a week. So they're not going to be able to do production again until their their reservoirs have gone down. It's going to take some time. But those prices, what they'll shoot up, man. As soon as the world gets back to normal. They're like, oh yes, they're going to pass on the tax. Yeah, that's what's going to that, that, that's what's going to fund all the loans and everything else. So right now is a good time to buy stock. Um, it's a good time to buy um, stock in um, weapons and defense. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, where, <laughs> that's where all the money is. Yeah. All right, man. I'd, cool. I'd, I'd buy stock in oil. Yeah, that would be a good place to invest at the moment. Well, well, again, how long is oil got? It doesn't matter because, like, look, we know that already there's so much of a hoo-ha now about going into renewables and, it, like, the, the, the oil companies are kicking and screaming and they've got lobbyists in all countries trying to make sure that ain't happening. And even though we're up against it and we're going to be doing the transition, oil's mm-hmm. so profitable at the moment that it's going to be such a slow transition. They're going to be like, well, the planet will be done yeah. before we get there. Well, so the thing is, they, they can't convert... All that machinery over to electric and solar. There's two. What we've got to remember is there's a lot of machinery which has been sold, which is to be powered by electricity. The problem they've got is they can't generate. They, they can't yet generate electricity on scale to power a big city. Oh no! But I mean, what they're saying is that the, the capabilities that we have got, we're not even going in the, in there. So, like the certain parts of America that even just in hydro alone, it could produce yeah. like wealth a wealth of energy in comparison to a lot of places and like the rugged seas you know there's other places like a lot of places like south africa there's loads of places around the world where people could do this you know where and we could really make a massive massive difference that's just in hydro you've got places like in iceland it's all geothermal it's all literally you know pipes in the, in the ground cold uh, cold water going down hot air, water coming back up with a load of energy made with it and that it's great technology and that it's, it's free it's cheap it's everything so like there's different ways of using things but what we're saying is like when we, we've got these innovations and we're not putting the real money behind a lot of the innovations that already exist and the technologies that already exist that could make it because what we did is we put out an early idea because this is what say for instance um solar panels do and this is what they can produce. And 
if you go from what they produced 10, 20 years ago to what they're producing now, it's night and day. And they've got other technologies that are coming through, but we're just not adopting them now because our solar what? panels was a thing. Look at the big windmill things. Yeah, look at them. So there's a lot of things that are kind of out there. Well, what what you got to remember, though, is that oil is linked to the dollar. So there's no, there's no sense in, in them saying, well, let's all go green because if you think about it, that, then this is what I'm saying. The world is built on sand because something as simple as oil Look how, look how it's affected. It's affected the shale markets. There's companies who are going to lose billions of pounds. There's loads of debt which can't be paid off because these guys were expecting to be producing and selling all the time. No one expected this. So, you know, oil, for them to shift oil off the, you know, away from it being utilised fuel, man, that's going to take a whole heap because it's linked to money. And if you think about it at the moment, that they can get that money in through the fact that oil is being sold in dollars. Once people can produce their own energy, you know, I mean, once you've got drive, you know, cars that don't need oil to run, it's like a whole economy dis- disappears again. It's like it's like COVID, but economically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because but you know, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of what's going on here. You know, even for like from from a nature point of view, we've mm. done more in this last six weeks than we've like than we've ever done for the earth. So like, we're literally, I think we're 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 getting the earth to heal at a much different rate to what it would have been healing if we would have been trying to do these little percentage cuts here and there. Now, I'm not going to tell Greta to stop like advocating for like climate change, um, you know, to, to address the climate emergency and everything. But what I'm saying is like, look, Mother Nature did this for herself, whether it's man-made or whatever I said, this COVID. Um, at the end of the day, like the world has shut down. and the, the, I, I've, got to, I've got to say though, the green, I mean, unless, unless they're not, Putting them on or, or you know, putting them on the news or whatever, but they've been very quiet. They ain't gonna talk to Greens now. Imagine if they get to say, I told you so. But even even on their own platforms, their own forum, I'm not hearing anyone say anything. No one no one's really if you think about it, no one's no big leaders. Who's big who's a big green leader? Tell me one big green well, leader you've ever known in your e- life. E- 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 even Greta, even her, I'd have thought she'd have said, Oh, well, you know, she's and that's the thing. It's like, well, how come none of them are saying... If I was a green guy now, if I was one of them guys, I would be here now saying, oh, I told you so, told you. I'd be on that platform. Because for me, it's like, well, this is the perfect opportunity for them to say, this is what the reality is. You know, this is just a, mm. a, a, a germ. Imagine when you've got no oil. And this is what I'm saying earlier about oil being like economic power base for a lot of countries. It, it, it's built on sand, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's whole, what I said. Everything's built on sand. It's built on sand. It's built on. It's built you know on um, them hoping that they that, that things are going to go a certain way and that they're going to get their own way every single time. But as I've been saying to people, expect the unexpected. You know what? This ties into a, a topic I wanted to talk about. And is is it that we're all simply blissfully ignorant? Yeah, but in a lot of different contexts. But yeah, are we in life? Yeah, and I, I, I'm not going to say which who it was here, but I, I had a family member mm. who I used to talk to or try to. You know, when you get to that age where you start questioning things in life, of course, with me, of course. That with me, it wasn't about like you know, you know, how, how do you joke or anything like that. It wasn't nothing like that. It was it was more questions about like <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, my <laughs> questions were like. Are the governments really trustworthy or are we just voting for nothing? Are we 
is it is there a, it's more based around conspiracies and stuff like that i must admit but in general no. you know about spirituality anything to you know anything when you just try and get a bit deeper and search within yourself to just try and find yeah. a bit of, of, of sort of relation to what's going on in the wider world and he used to basically say no no the government wouldn't do anything against us you know, <laughs> there wouldn't be nothing like that i speak about religion no i don't do religion it was literally as cut off as that and he literally lived his life or lives his life blissfully ignorant of any bigger scheme and this i think whether you're a conspiracist or not a conspiracy theorist or not i think in our lives um we tend to question certain things are we quite spiritual people don't are we atheist are we, we have some kind of feeling behind our belief whereas this person didn't have any feeling behind his beliefs and that he just chose not to think about it and to remain blissfully ignorant about everything I mean, literally everything. And I just thought, like, it's just quite an um, interesting topic because you can take it in any direction. You know, like, like say, like, uh, the way I described it then is, like, people who just don't question or won't question authority. So if he was told now to jump off a cliff by the government, he would happily throw himself off the, off the cliff like a lemming. He would be gone. You know, and I literally, it doesn't matter what he's told, he would do it. So I think, like, when is it that, like, if we look at the rise of the Nazis in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the late 20s, early 30s or whatever, people, millions of people, idly just followed what Hitler did, whether it was a, a, a movement that gained momentum and then eventually when he was in a position of power, he <laughs> could say, this is what I'm, you know, this, you know, he could get them to do everything. Or was it that, that you just had something to appeal after a Great Depression to, to the German people and so, or straight away like Trump they were like sold you know the thing I think the latter one more so than the former the, you know mm. there, was, there was um there's something funny about that because I, I was watching this documentary that Link posting our um, post and now what happened after the Germans were questioned about yeah didn't you guys see what was going on they, they always said the same thing every German pretty much and it's even a oh, saying really? here now it's actually really famous it's called they basically said ich habe es nicht gewusst I didn't we didn't know we didn't know and that's a classic case of being blissfully in- ignorant you, you just mm. not pretending you didn't know something was happening but it was like yeah but you, your neighbors were disappearing these guys were disappearing people were getting killed there was soldiers walking through street, street you didn't know and that's what you, in, in a nutshell that's what germans are like today they just follow everything they're still the same as in the nazi days mm. sorry conformist. yeah they're conf- very 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 conformist and um yeah, they just go along with it. And then when you ask me, didn't you see that cap? I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did you get a beer? I didn't know. You happened right I think, there. I think, I think <laughs> the, um, it's, it's, it's down to the person, really. Um, you've only, you've only yeah. got to kind of look at, look at the internet now and look at the different groups and that of people who aren't blissfully, blissfully ignorant to know that it, it's down to that person as to whether they want to dig deeper. Um, some people don't. About on a wider level, though, societal-wise, do you think we're, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, we're but, conscious people or do you think he's more like people? There's a we lot aren't, of we aren't. We aren't allowed to be conscious. So if you think about it, this is the first time in, in five weeks that some people have even stopped. And that includes weekends. So mm. if you think of consciousness, consciousness is when you actually spend time with yourself and, so and the diversions are working, the deliberate diversions are working. Yeah, live the thing is, if we all had this free time and we all had money, 
and then we would be dangerous because yeah. with boredom, with boredom comes well. Okay, let's let's change society. Creativity, yeah. So Creativity. work work Ideas. is designed to keep you keep you on the Distracted, wheel. Yeah. Make, make sure that every week you got to make sure there's some money so you can pay people when they come to your door, and that's how you make society kind of conform. Um, you know what makes people conform in my point? I'm sorry to keep quoting him, but it's just like it's just like going off like a beacon in my head because I kept on saying the same thing as you was just saying, now work, work, work. You know what I mean? It's work that you know that stops us. And it is in it's completely true in what you're saying. It, it, it is work. But if you think about it on a deeper level, then it, it's not work because we come home from work. It's the tiredness. It's literally being tired. We haven't got how many times do you Wayne come home? I went to sit at your keyboard and you can't even, you can't just can't be bothered to make yeah. a tune or you can't be bothered to see it's the tiredness or you want it. You, you've been planning for weeks and I've got, an, I've got a project that I can think of now, uh, my own podcast and that, which is with musicians. And I've been kind of getting mocked around with, you know, a couple of them in terms of like when we can pin a date down for it. Mm. Back in the day, I would have found four more musicians, got it all sorted out. I would have been literally, I would have done it a week ago. The whole podcast would have gone out a week ago because this is about three weeks in now. Whereas when I come home, I'm thinking, I'll do it in a bit. I'll, I'll try and speak to this one in a bit. I'll have a look for artists in a bit. I'll do this in a, and everything. You know, that saying is true. Like, don't put off today what you can, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. But the, 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 what, the, the, the next part of that really is about is the fact that we come home tired. That is yeah. the big distraction. TV is, is there as like, sort of like it was, it's like when a, a bomb goes off and then TV is like the second, secondary device. You know, yeah. we sit in front of the TV because like, we've got uh, no energy to do anything else. And we need something to show us. We just need, we need something to show us that we don't need to do anything. And yeah. if we just sit in a blank room, sat there looking at the wall, we'll feel compelled to do something. So that's that bright thing calls us from the corner of the room and says, I'll talk to you. And you don't have to say anything. We'll talk to you. Yeah. And that's what it is. And then we get fed a load of crap. Yeah. But yeah, blissful, but it's blissfully ignorant. I think most people just want an easy life, don't they? So yeah, I, think, I think yeah, I think that's what it is. I think people are afraid, and they don't want to know the truth. No one wants to. Know, who wants to know that the government are in cahoots with each other and they're trying to take over the world and they want to kill us and inject us with poison and poison our water. They don't want our food to be clean. They want us to be unfit. And who wants to know this, really, man? I remember telling one guy, a good friend of mine, actually. Back in the day, I remember when I first got into the conscious community, as they say, and I was, I was like, man, do you know what they're doing, man? They're trying to do this and starting wars and all people finding, there's one family and they're trying to finance this side and this side and it's crazy. He was like, oh man, I was scared, man. I don't want to know this stuff. And that was the last time I could ever speak to him about it. That was the last time I could ever, I couldn't, I couldn't speak to him about it anymore. He, he just shut down. Look at the irony of this though. Look at this more irony though. Look at the person who's well-versed, knowledgeable, knows the history, knows everything. You'll be like, now they're putting fluoride in the water and they do this and they do that. And then they go and drink water from the same tap, go and do the same job in the same system, do the same things. And literally everything they moan about, they do. They do, yeah. Because they go, oh, but yeah, but I've got no choice still. You know, so it's, it's, it's almost like, what do you do with the information when you've got it? And this is where a lot of people come. And this is the same with even like, say, look from a completely different side, because I keep on thinking about, you know, my business and stuff. Look at the people who have a really good business idea and then they'll sit down and they'll jot it down and they'll think, bloody hell, that's wicked. That'll take a lot of investment or that'll take a lot of energy to get that going or, yeah, I'm going to put that in the cupboard. You know, literally, don't even get it going. 
Look mm. how many times you have a tune go off in your head, Wayne, and you can you can hear it and you think that would be a wickedish tune. But it's three o'clock in the morning, the kids are in bed, and you're thinking, I can't, mate, I'll do it tomorrow. And you ain't got that. You know you ain't gonna have that tune tomorrow in your head. <laughs> but you, you ain't getting up. You don't matter how bad the tune is, you're not getting up. But really, <laughs> if you remember the next day, you're like, yo, that tune was bad, you know. Yeah. Yo, that was a number one. And you know, it's the maddest bit because inspiration strikes when you got work in the morning. Yeah, or, or while you're at work, or while you're at work. Yeah, or when the kids always record everything and write things down all the time because you, you get stuff out the never round in the ether you're getting everything out of the ether and automatically it's like a, your head's like a computer it's like a wi-fi um uh what do you call it a, the wi-fi thing that you could ah, i've lost the word anyway it could basically connects to the ether realm and every now and again your brain's downloading stuff and you'll just get something automatically probably ask this you asked the, the ether for something he was like i need this new song and all of a sudden it goes out and it's 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 processing processing and all of a sudden it's like ding found it then it starts downloading into your brain and all of a sudden you got a um a song in your head like, but you'll be 500 miles away doing picking up boxes or whatever you're doing you know like, oh man and after a while the the phone the, um what you've just downloaded in the temporary box and well, then i've got sudden, songs like that in my phone I'm in my truck and I'm trying to beatbox, sing and rap at the same time because I've just had five seconds of inspiration. Yeah. And you know, when you think you think you got the whole lyrics boxed off in your head, like I got this, hang on, yeah. And then you just remember three words and you're like, what was it again? Yeah. I don't sound the same. But I'm I, don't say, I don't sound the same. Like that, that heavy beat bass line don't sound the same with my crackly voice and that like yeah. trying to like do it down, tinny down the phone. But you know, the thing is, if you can catch, capture the essence, then you will actually get the song. And like yeah. what you was just saying now, make sure you find a way of, of doing it. But going back to what we were saying, the actual killer to me is tiredness. And it's, it's the reason why people are suffering with depression. It's the reason why people are just failing to be inspired. It's the reason why people can get, get all that knowledge that you're talking about and find out who's governing the world really, who's pulling what strings and everything and go, yeah, but I'm just a little bit too tired to take on the world at the moment. You know, and that's the truth of it. The, the, the thing is, though, it's all about the resources that you need to live the life that you have. So someone who only needs, let's say, a thousand pound a month to live and eat and travel, you know, can afford to earn fifteen hundred pounds a month and not kill themselves to earn that extra money, which means they you can... You know, actually, I just want to say something before you finish. Keep that thought. The thing is, some people, like for me, like I see in my family, for example, my brother, um, he doesn't need that much to survive. So he's completely right. happy where he is. I don't, I don't know if that's yeah. true, but it is, yeah. to me, it looks like he's happy where he is. Whereas yeah. I've been given a set of skills and a set of like ideas and like these, these things that mess around my brain that makes me want to, you know, desires, that makes me want to go out and get more. So I can no longer live on the same standards as my brother. So even if I'm, sh- I'm stuck in this like mainframe, this mindset, you know, like, like this, okay, you've only got that much money, you need to make it work. You know, how does that, you know what I mean? I've There's been a given... seed in there that you're not comfortable with. That's exactly, why, like, that's, that's what put, it is. I put something on Facebook earlier on and it is kind of just encapsulating that. It's almost like, say, listen, don't put, and it's not actually a statement to someone, but it's almost like, you know, don't put, a glass ceiling don't put a height to my expectations don't tell me how high i can go because when you almost do that i'll, I'll try and out do it in defiance because i'm trying to i'm trying i'm i'm aiming and i'm i'm, I'm striving to reach something in life and what yeah. i will say going back to your brother and that's obviously i know him as well like for people who's listening 
this isn't a person who's got some shabby, crummy flat, who's just like, you know, no carpet and, and just, you know, just, just living like, you know, just without being nasty, just one of them people who just bear stellar cans everywhere and fag ashy everywhere. He's not that kind of guy at all. He's very clean, he's very tidy, he's, he's flat and mint. And he, ha- you know, he gets about, he does what he needs to do. He makes it work, he makes saying. it work. But that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between him saying, okay, then I'm happy to live this way. And the trade-off is I don't have much money, but I have all my free time. I have this and I can live my life. And I happen to know as you do, he's, he's very happy. But what yeah. you have inside of you is what I have inside of me, what Nigel's got inside of him, which is that get up and go where you go. Listen, it's not even about some necessarily how much, I can make today. It's about what today means for me. What, what exactly. I'm going to do today is important because every day is is an opportunity almost to go out there and do some, be able to do something better. Tomorrow. Well, be better place to do something tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to do. And I think that's what everyone here is trying to do anyway. No, yeah, that's I think it. that's that's it, man. And anyway, I think on that note, man. Sorry to cut that off, man, because we've been going on a bit longer now than I thought. So, um, and there's actually a couple more topics, but we'll do them next week because uh, there's something I really want to talk. With Erica about pick pick a pick a pick a historical figure and put it in the group and we'll do some research. Oh yeah, yeah of course we'll do that next week. next week. Uh, you can do your Bassy Charlotte and I'll do Bessie, uh, Bessie Coleman. What's her name? Bessie and I'll, Bessie uh, Coleman. Yeah, yeah, I'll find somebody and and uh, you can. I'll I'll put a list in or something, man. Yeah. yeah. All Maybe right. Uh, anyone? Um, Nigel, you got anything to say? Um, tomorrow I have a workshop. Um, crash course for people who want to sell and generate more leads for their business. I know it's a tough time right now, but there are things you can put in place to start getting people to notice your business. So that's going on tomorrow on Zoom. Get in touch. Love sales excelling. Yeah, man. Sorry? Got anything you want to blow up yet? You know, in this in this week, I just can only go to one place, man. Um, loving memory of Cole Gallagher's family. Uh, Cole Gallagher to all his family to all his people and to anybody listening to the show man like that slogan that's going around um was it knives down gloves up or you know gloves up yeah, knives yeah, down. yeah definitely we need to we need to work on this man because something's not getting through to the youth and they need to sort it out and just think about this poor this poor chap who's lost his life and his, his family you know yeah. what i mean we need to do something peeps, man yeah man and as i always say I'm Al Stalio, and if you like the podcast, pass it on. We love doing this, man. We're going to be here. We're growing. We're growing on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're part of the group, join. If you know a friend, tell him to join. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know if you're what? not a friend or if you've got some friends. <laughs> well, you only have to, like to me, the minimum requirement is one friend. If you've got 10 friends, ask them to join, but you know, do one friend. One friend's a good start, man. Yeah. All right, man. Guys, thanks for being there. We'll see you guys next week, man. See you later. Yeah, later. And send us messages. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. Not you, them, the viewers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can send them. Sorry, if you've got any emails, any questions, send it to blackoplitz at hotmail.com uh, and they'll get to the necessary people. Um, or comment in the group. Or comment in the group, that'd be good too. Leave a comment, that helps a lot. iTunes, etc. All right, man. Guys, we're out. Peace out. Peace, peace, peace. Peace out. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.